that's fucking football right there. None of that pansyastic tugging smile for the camera bullshit. Men puke, men poop on the field. Men deliver their newborn baby on the sidelines. We win together, we celebrate together. Football is back, baby. Welcome back to another episode of the Goalpost Link Podcast Hour. I'm Nick V, joined by my fellow degenerate gambler, my brother, Justin Big Money. Justin, how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. And uh, 2023 Nick V sounds very, uh, very librarian. Um, Listen, I'm, I'm in my, a... I'm in my bespoke era. Right, I'm be in speak. my bespoke era. <laughs> I'm be speak. speaking. Be speak about the playoffs. Here we I'm, are. I'm be speaking. I don't think uh, it's, it's a good thing that you have a version of me in 2023. Because if we would have put out an episode on the, uh, and I know we both would have fucked this up. If we would have put out an episode on the college football championship, oh, uh, no. the podcast would no longer exist. Yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to show our sh- uh, show our voices anymore. Show our voices after, after that one, um, because I mean, but let's let's be real. Who who had who had the alt line fifty eight points, fifty seven points? Who had that alt line on Georgia fifty plus points? I did. I mean, during the game, if if you were weren't live betting Georgia, I don't know what you were doing. I said after the first couple drives that Georgia was going to win by 40, and they won by 50, 50, uh, 58. So. They locked it, right? When did they, when did they lock it on uh, Caesars? Uh, I don't know about Caesars. I think I was looking at FanDuel. I got locked um, like in the fourth quarter. It might have been the, towards the end of the third quarter. I got up to like 34 points, I think, and I think they locked it after that point. What was the highest spread you saw on Caesars? I think 34, 35 is where it went. Minus 34, 30. and it wouldn't have mattered. You could have taken any spread. Anything. Any over on points, any coverage and, and spread, you would have hit. Uh, Georgia took out players. They were playing backups while TCU still had Duggan, all their players in. They, they still scored on them. They tried to just run the ball and run the clock as much as possible. They still scored on them. I mean, that was, t- to me, I watched a lot of sports at a lot of different levels. We're talking about the World Cup. We're talking about uh, the World Series. The Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, gold medal finalist games. I don't think I've ever seen a championship game that, that bad. Lopsided. It's really horrible and really unfortunate. The timing of it honestly could not have been worse because you've got people advocating, oh, there's so much talent in the the you know NCAA. You have to expand college playoffs. You have to expand college playoffs, and that's what we're getting. But is this what it's going to look like? Is this the future? Of the college football playoffs, where you have like a, a seven, six seed, and they just get pulverized by one of these elite dynasties. Yeah, I mean, to me, Georgia's become such a, such a powerhouse. They've kind of been in, in Bama's shoes the past couple two years. I don't know if that's going to continue, but I've always pushed back against the belief that we need to have more and more teams and make it like the NBA. We need to make it like college basketball. And people love college basketball and, and March Madness so much. But unfortunately, college football just can't be what March Madness is because there's just not enough uh, elite teams. There's not there's not enough teams that can stand up to these defensive offensive lines that Georgia puts together. They're just so big and so athletic that you're just going to lose off the ball every single time. And and so to to me, like there's really never going to be more than four teams that could possibly win it. Um, and that was just it was 
it was painful to watch, wasn't it? I mean, like, I think I think a lot of people turned off the game quite early that night. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think that we're. I mean, do you think we'll see a blowout like this in the uh, NFL playoffs? I I don't think so. I I doubt it. I mean, there, there's there's you know two seven seeds that are uh, double digit dogs this this weekend. Hey, TCU was right, right, but they, um, they should have been a triple digit dog, but. But yeah, yeah, I think I think we're getting. I don't think we're getting any any wins over over twenty points at least. I think we would see that if the Chicago Bears somehow made it to the playoffs. I think they would be a candidate to get TCU'd. Uh, news coming out this week. We'll get to the uh, big money news. The Bears are insinuating insidiously that Justin Fields is the quote unquote guy, and that with the first pick in the NFL draft that was gift wrapped to them as a, a late Christmas present from uh, the Houston Texans and uh, uh, unfortunately departed from uh, the sidelines, Lovey Smith, they're, uh, they're not taking a quarterback unless a guy really knocks their socks off or, or something. What did, what did the guy say? What did the... He said, I have to be absolutely blown out of the water to make a decision like that. He'd have to be what? Absolutely blown out of the water to make a decision oh, like that. Oh, okay, okay. What did you hear? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I probably shouldn't shouldn't think that because Dan Snyder's not not a part of the organization. But uh yeah. I I what do you make of that? Do you think Fields can be a uh a starting caliber quarterback, a quarterback of the future? Would you really pass up a chance? to take uh, Bryce Young or some of these some of these talents. I mean, he leads the team in passing and rushing. You just don't see that in the NFL. That's like a college thing. Um, almost almost broke Cam Newton's record, but of course he got hurt. Uh, I I really don't know. What do you make of that? I mean, so I, I think I think they they know what they have in Justin Fields. I think they also know what they don't have with Justin Fields. But he is young, and they drafted two quarterbacks in the first round. Very close together. They trade up for Trubisky, didn't work out. Now, now they're riding with Justin Fields. I mean, there's there's only so many times you can draft a, a quarterback in the first round, especially when you don't have someone to draft that you feel really really good about. So, I mean, they're going to go through a process. They're going to evaluate it. But to me, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, I don't have someone this draft where it's like, yes, we have we have to draft this guy. I mean, I mean, remember uh, Justin Herbert slipped to, to to number six. Yeah, ended up being you know. To me, way better than Tua. You know, it's like quarterbacks are so hard to evaluate, and first pick is is so valuable. I mean, Justin Fields certainly isn't a great passer. I, I don't know if we'll ever evolve into being a great passer. If if the bear if if we put Justin Fields on the Bears in the sixties, he'd be the greatest player of all time. His his really? ability, his ability to run around and and you know what was required from quarterbacks back then. It's just not the same as what we require from quarterbacks now. When you look at guys yeah. like Herbert and Mahomes doing their thing, it's it's a different league. And like, I get that he's really dynamic and that he is a really talented uh, ball carrier coming out of the backfield as a quarterback. But I think the thing is, you know, his numbers are a little inflated, in my opinion, right? Because teams are allowing him to run the ball, carrying for like. 130, 150, 200 yards a game. They're letting him do that because they're beating them. You're winning. I mean, it's like it's like if I'm going to let your center shoot 33s a night. 
and he's going to make 10 of them and he's going to be uh he's going to be the leader in three point shots made on your team but you're not going to win the game you're missing 23s yeah i think i think the numbers are, are skewed a little bit but he he still makes some unbelievable plays that he does i don't know if anyone else can make outside of lamar jackson i'm mean, so he he is a special talent but you also understand what you know was required from a quarterback right now and every game the bears got into where they needed a drive to win the game he just couldn't deliver and and so i mean i think i think the, the gm knows that everyone knows that he's limited but is there really someone in a draft that's worthy of the number one pick when you have this young guy who's still trying to develop on the team I mean, I mean, everyone is searching for a quarterback, um, but I mean, look what the Giants are doing with, with with Daniel Jones right now. Sure, as you you kind of have to give things time to, to work out. If you just rush into some, rush into something, and 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 you know keep throwing first round picks at quarterbacks or signing these big deals, you know it might come back to haunt you. So, to me, I I think the Bears potentially look at drafting Will Anderson on the on the on the edge. Or potentially look about you know trading back. I don't know if I'm going Bryce Young or CJ Stroud with the first pick. I don't know if they're worthy of it. I like them. I like the quarterbacks in this draft quite a bit. I think I don't know that this is going to compare to the 2020 class. There are some similarities, but I'm not sure that any particular quarterback in this draft really stands out. And perhaps thus the hesitation to pick one over say uh, one of the prime defensive players you have in this draft class. But that 2020 class is really solidifying how special they were with all of them appearing in this playoffs. You've got Hertz, Herbert, Burrow, and with an asterisk to a tug of Aloha. Four really solid quarterbacks, some potential future Hall of Famers depending on their career trajectory, and they all meet for what should be a really, really special playoffs. Now, if you had to among this class... How would you see them? Who is number one and who is number four and what is happening in between? What are the big money Justin rankings? Well, so I mean, some people would say that all four of these quarterbacks are elite. Um, to me, there's there's three of the quarterbacks that are elite, and one of them has one of the most game-changing players in NFL today. Who, a, who is, he's, he's, big money Justin is on some hater shit. I know where this is going. I mean, no, it's, it's not. No, I know where this is going. It's not hater shit. It's just, it's just fair na- analysis. I mean, the, the hater shit really manifests from the, the the pushback saying that that two is elite because he's not. You just watch, tip your hand. Watch, watch the watch the Green Bay game. Mm. I mean, so so I mean, w- I mean, Tyreek Hill completely changes the game. If any quarterback had Tyreek Hill, they'd be so much better. But look at look at how much Tua leaves to be desired. I mean, he's in a perfect situation with perfect weapons, a perfect coach, but the the ball still flutters, he, and he hasn't he hasn't won a big game or made a huge throw yet. Um, well, hold on, hold on. I need to stop this disrespect. I got to put a stake in the ground here and stop this disrespect. You're saying Tyreek Hill makes any quarterback throwing his way much better. Yes. So then you're saying that Skylar Thompson would be. I don't know, like a 12 overall rating in Madden without Tyreek Hill? Yeah, pro- probably so. Stop the Skylar Thompson disrespect. Okay, you're, you're, He's you're, already dead. You're coaxing me into I don't hate Skylar Thompson. You're coaxing me into it. You're, no, but this sounds is the like logic. You, you want me to say it. This is the logic. If you're saying sure. that you get like plus 15 
uh, to your rating if you have Tyreek Hill to throw to. Well, as football, football is not that like simple. I mean, you, I mean, you still have to you still have to be able to hit a guy when he's open, which Tua can do. I mean, Tua is accurate. That's what he did in Alabama, right? He's running the Alabama offense. He's he's finding guys that are wide open and completing passes. That's what he does well. But we're talking about comparing him guys to Hertz and Burrow and uh, and Herbert. He definitely has doesn't have the skill sets that they do. Um, he he's small. He doesn't have the ability to to. Um, run as much as a guy like Jalen Hurts. Size doesn't matter. Size very much does matter in the NFL. The short quarterbacks are not performing very well. Um, so he, we're talking about his, his his you know ability to 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 take hits, which obviously don't want to be insensitive, but he has gone hurt a sure. lot. His ability to take hits, his ability to see the entire field, his his arm strength, his ability to get the ball down the field, and his ability to run and stay durable. All these things are lacking in comparison to the other quarterbacks. So. I just think he, I don't think he's in the same category, and some people want to put him out there. But I mean, I think we've seen, you know, down the stretch of the season that he's just not there. Would you say that he's semi elite, or is he uh, somewhere between Joey Bag of Donuts and uh, borderline starter? He, I mean, he's a good quarterback. That's it. Better or worse than Derek Carr? Uh, he's like probably I would say this season probably better. I think Derek Carr turned the ball over too much. Yeah. And if we're talking, you know, past season, Derek Carr and you know, twenty twenty one, I'd probably go Carr. But anyway, I don't want I don't want to spend you know a long time hating on Tua. It just it just comes out. It just happens because you know some of the pushback. But it, it's right. it's fine. Two more two more comps. Stetson Bennett. Would you rather have him or Tua? Uh, who's that? The quarterback for uh uh Georgia. I mean the undrafted guy. He hasn't gone into the league yet. He's, he's, I don't think he will. Oh come on! No, he's, he's gonna. I'm just. He's I'm playing. Experience. I'm playing. He's got a gray beard. I'm playing. He's he's gonna. He's gonna be drafted in seventh round, or he's gonna be undrafted. Brock and, Purdy, know, and we'll never hear from him again. Brock Purdy. Would you rather have honestly, honestly, okay, you'd rather have two than him, of course. Yeah. Would you rather have Bennett or Skylar Thompson? Uh, I don't know yet. I would take my shot on on Bennett. He's seen some things. Yeah, I mean, it's, he it's, served in the Vietnam War. Just the, the date on the date on Scott Thompson still is, isn't isn't really great. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we can kind of tell he has a lot of limitations, but I mean, it, it's it's a hard comp to make. We'll we'll get there and we'll talk more about Thompson and the Dolphins' chances with him behind center. But so you've got Tua at the fourth rung of your quarterback ladder here of the twenty twenty playoff caliber quarterbacks. I don't disagree with having him fourth. I think maybe I'd consider him a little more elite than you do, but um, I could see that the other three are in a, a different weight class. I can I can get behind that, but I'm curious to see your top three. What's the rest of the order? Two a fourth, and then what do you have? I think, and it's it's tough because he might win MVP. No, he's not going to win MVP. Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP. He. I probably win offensive player of the year. Mm. You know, I think I think offensive player of the year should be Justin Jefferson. It's probably gonna be Jalen Hurts. Okay. But number three, I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts. Okay. And and there's a very respectable three because the other guys are just so damn good in my mind. But I mean Jalen Hurts, he's earned respect of a lot of people, including myself this season, who felt like maybe he was a little too gimmicky, too relied on the run last season when he lost that game against the Buccaneers in the playoffs. We all said, Oh, he got exposed. In the big games, he can't pass the ball, you know, and and the Buccaneers just crushed him. But this year he's come back, and they found a way to make it work 
perfectly in this style, where he can run the ball, run the play-action pass, and he's actually been a really good damn passer this season, uh, too. I mean, he, he's been very accurate. I think A.J. Brown was a huge get. He's using all his weapons and, and his legs as well, and he's staying healthy, and he, you know, he's built where he takes some of these hits. So to me, I don't think he can play maybe a style of offense like Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert to the same level. But if this is a sustainable thing that they can do and they can keep a good offensive line, he's definitely one of the premier players in the NFL right now. And what he does is, is, is pretty special. I like him. I think it's also, like you said, a case of uh, being surrounded by talent and a good scheme. He doesn't have to throw three touchdowns for them to win a game. And I think we talked about this in the preseason. There's a chance that given the scheme, what's required of him and his skill set, he might be the best quarterback in this NFC East. He might have surpassed Prescott. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's quite past uh, Carson Winstead, but Dak Prescott, I, I can see. Mm. Prescott is—he just can't keep the ball on, on his side anymore. I don't know what's going on, but he's throwing the most interceptions of any quarterback while missing five games. So to me, Hurts has certainly surpassed Dak Prescott. Uh, to this to this date, um, and then number two, I think you gotta you gotta go you gotta go Justin Herbert, but it's, it's very close. I think a lot of people see it that Joe Burrow right now is playing at a higher level, but Justin Herbert has a higher ceiling. I can buy into that. Uh, Justin Herbert, I mean, it's hard to build a quarterback better than than what what Herbert is when you look at the the intangibles, the arm talent, and the size. I mean, he's a really, really talented quarterback playing in a system, you know, a team that has a lot of flaws, but still willing his team into the playoffs. And so, I mean, I mean, what, what can you say about Justin Herbert? Do you feel like he's, he's, he's the right pick at number two? Um, I don't dislike your ladder. I think you might, might be onto something. I've got one and four the same as you. I think that Burrow, people don't realize this, I think, as much as they should, but he is not working with that much. Like, he's got some receivers he can throw the ball to, but what were the Bengals before he got there? That season that he got hurt and didn't finish out his rookie year, they were dreadful. You go from that to the Super Bowl, I mean, that is not something that I think any of these other quarterbacks could accomplish. It's just something that takes a very elite, very skilled, transcendent talent. And Burrow, to me, is that. I'm not going to make any comps to guys that we've seen in the past 10 20 years that have achieved greatness first ballot hall of famers but i certainly don't see why burrow couldn't have a prolific career and be uh, the first one of these four to get into the hall of fame i will disagree with you i'm going to put Hertz at number two and herbert at three herbert just hasn't proved it to me yet he's got some weapons and uh almost said san diego Ooh. i don't know what's, what's worth saying san diego or st louis St. Louis. St. Louis worse. is dead. Yeah. I feel like I've done dead. that, too. I, I, I have to get a Sam Bradford in here and there, but uh, thankfully... Are you talking about the Rams or the Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, yeah. St. Louis is so... <laughs> it could go all the way back. Oilers! Yeah. You might as well have had the Oilers uh, this year. I At any the Oilers uniforms. Let's go. At any rate, though, uh, yeah. I think Herbert just has a lot to prove, and to me... He is the one out of these four with the most at stake in these playoffs. If he loses to Lawrence and the Jags, I think this is a big blow to the expectations we have for Justin Herbert. Who do you think has the most at stake in these playoffs out of those four quarterbacks? I think 
to me it is Jalen Hurts because Tua is not going to play. I don't I don't think I don't think he'll even get the chance to play because Buffalo should take care of business immediately. To me, it's Jalen Hurts because, like I said earlier, you know what happened last year in the playoffs. I think really hurt the reputation of the team and Hurts. He's come back with a vengeance this year, and they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They've been the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and I mean the expectations are so high now. They won so many games. Jalen Hurts only won, only lost one game against the Commanders on that Monday night. Mm. Other than that, complete perfect. Um, number one seed locked up. They got the bye. Huge, big money. Justin's about to sneeze. <coughs> there he goes. It's all right. Sorry, I was, I was just dusting off the Eagles Super Bowl championship. Oh yeah, <laughs> you have to every once in a while, you know. Um, the the Philly special is that cringe now? All the Philly special stuff. I mean, I've seen it in a while. I yeah. bet they bring it back in the playoffs. But I'm sure there's some place in Philly that's like got a cheesesteak or you know. Uh, a cheeseburger or something. It's like, oh, the Philly special. They still got their statue. Yeah, that that is wild. Worst quarterback ever to have a statue. Yeah, I mean, official statue. Yeah, the Albert Haynesworth statue outside of uh, FedEx Field is bad too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, at least that one's made out of McRibs. Right, right. At least that one probably costs more than a Sean Taylor statue. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, it probably does. It probably does. Okay, so you say Hertz has the most to prove. Yeah, and, and here's why: is, is I think that the expectations, how well they play this year, we know they're capable of rolling any team in the NFL, and having that first round bye and, and being able to play every game in Philly. If they go one and done, or they can't reach Super Bowl, it's going to be a disappointment, especially with with the team and roster they've assembled. I mean, a lot of teams and quarterbacks would kill that offensive line that that Hertz does. Not taking anything away from him, but he has all the tools available for him to roll out there and get to the Super Bowl. And and so to me, Joe Burrow, he's already been to the Super Bowl. You know, he was very close to winning one. If they don't maybe don't get a don't get that unfavorable holding call, they probably win the Super Bowl. I um, think people are feeling good about that because of the way the Bengals started. I think a lot of people that were fans of his or defenders of his kind of assumed that they would miss the playoffs this year. Uh, kind of sputter out, and then you say, oh, well, they made it last year. They almost won. They should have won, whatever. But So just getting to the playoffs, I think, was enough for him to do with how bad they started this year. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't, I'm, I know we throw this, this this term around way too much, but I don't have a problem saying it with, with Joe Burrow, because I think you it's actually say true. It, Justin. You're not, you're not, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Justin, please don't say it. Joe Burrow is a winner. Okay, oof. I usually hate that that uh, that phrase, but he really is. I mean, because when you look at what he did at LSU, the way he dominated, uh, and then you look at what he did with the Bengals, taking a team going from being up here to LSU on the very top of the mountaintop, all the way down into the trenches with the fucking Bengals, right? Mm. I mean, that that's what happens when when you're one of the best quarterbacks in a draft. You go from top to bottom, but he came in and turned a two win team into a Super Bowl team just like that, and then they struggle a little bit. Early this season, he loses Jamar Chase, and here we are again. And they got they got another shot in the, in the playoffs, and so he just finds a way to win. Uh, he finds a way to success, and he's been playing at a really high level. And so, and, and you know, t- to me, Joe Burrow could definitely be one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL for for a long time. And there's just he just has this competitive edge and leadership that I think is really valuable. Mm, well said, well said. Uh, of course, you said Tua is not going to get a chance to play, at least in this game, and bearing some crazy upset, will not return for the playoffs. 
Let's talk about that Miami team. Uh, they're heading into their matchup against Buffalo in New York, and they are they're pretty pretty big long shots. They have the longest odds of anyone in either conference, and uh, it is by quite a bit. Super Bowl odds for the Dolphins plus six thousand, and then our conference winner odds plus thirty five hundred. If you like the Dolphins, if you like what you've seen from Skylar Thompson, uh, the man is, say what you will, but he won an NFL game with playoff implications without scoring a touchdown, without his team scoring a touchdown. I mean, that's baller stuff. Where do you put the uh, Dolphins in your playoff team preview? What do you make of them? I mean, I got to put them at the very bottom. I mean, just because of the quarterback, and I'm sorry, you know, again, not Skylar Thompson here at all, but he's just not ready. And, you know, he just can't, he can't play this level. And, you know, we really got robbed as fans, uh, you know, as people that love watching football. We really got robbed of not being able to see the Steelers, who got really hot towards the end of the season because the Jets, I mean, the Jets really should have won that game against the Dolphins. Mm. I mean, Dolphins, the Dolphins just could not do anything offensively. No touchdown scored in the game, but the Dolphins still squeak out the win and sneak into the playoffs um, with Scott Thompson. Uh this line moved from nine and a half to thirteen and a half. I'm actually pretty surprised by that. I don't know who was out there thinking that two was actually going to play in this game. Yeah. So I, I, I'm actually surprised at, at the line movement. But it, you know, if you if you wanted to get the Bills, uh, you know, you had a pretty good opportunity. But now I, I don't know. Do you, you know, do you still take it? I probably probably lean that way. Um, but but yeah, I mean, is there is there any hope at all the Dolphins can actually win this one? I I I don't know about that. In terms of their lines, I don't think any of it's worth it, even for a sprinkle here on these playoff futures. I'm I'm not buying any of that. Like you said, that was not a game that they should have won, but it shouldn't have even got that far. Your defense is celebrating stopping Flacco a few times. You know, he was alright at the beginning of the season, but he's aged about five years since the beginning of the season. Old man Flacco and the discombobulated Jets offense, who, by the way, started firing people, uh, they they did not pose any kind of risk for Miami. All they needed were a couple of field goals for the whole game to seal the deal. I don't think Skylar Thompson really has it. Uh, there's just no chemistry with his wide receivers. The offense looks lethargic. And even if they were clicking, that defense has been decimated by injuries all year. There's no pop. There's no specialization. They don't come up clutch. They did against Flacco, but even then it felt a little scary here and there. I I don't know. I don't see them doing well, and they need a lot from Thompson in order to get over the hump on this one. Second longest odds, either conference, New York football giants plus 5,000 to hoist the Lombardi, and then they're plus 2,800 to win their conference. What do you make of the Giants and the Saquon Barkley revival and Daniel Jones' career year? I mean, yeah, so to me, Saquon Barkley is probably comeback player of the year. Um, you know, he's really carried the team, coinciding with, with very, very smart and um, aware game management by Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball, also in contention for, for coach sure, of the year. Sure. He could definitely win that award. And so to me, the Giants are just... You know, in in a world right now where we have some silliness going on in the league, a lot of fourth downs 
It's getting that, silly that, out there in the a lot of behind the shield. A lot, a lot of bad decisions on fourth down and bad clock management that you just don't expect from NFL teams. The Giants have just been that steady team that have been able to manage the game, and that's really been the the, the word we've used for them the entire season: managing the game, managing a team, managing a quarterback. They've done it to a T th- through Brian Dayball, and so when you think about them with potentially winning Super Bowl, it feels pretty crazy because it's like, oh. They're going to go out and beat the Eagles and beat the Niners, but I mean, to me, I think I think they're in range where they could be any team. If you th- if you just think about it, one game at a time, I think they have a chance. Obviously, it's probably deserving of th- those odds because I don't think they'll do it. But I much rather have a ticket on that than, than the Dolphins. It's it is it is when you look at those odds, it is not crazy or impossible or completely bizarre. To throw in a bet on the Giants, even just a little bit, it, you know, I can, I can see reality where that happens. Um, it is, it's not, it's it not is. just one of those things. Was like, oh, it's absurd. There's, there's no way. Like, I could see a world. Do I think it's gonna happen? No, but I mean, you gotta give credit to the Giants. Even if they lose to the Vikings, they go, they go one and done. I mean, the fact they made it this far, you gotta give them props. It's, it's a few timelines away. It's, it's maybe like three or four timelines past the one where you have Riz, but. It's it's still there. It still exists. Um, I, I agree. I, I don't know that any team is winning with a rush attack in this day and age, but behind Dayball, this team has been clicking and they've been they've been doing it. They had such a hot start, fell off a little bit, but they're still there and they could certainly certainly reignite. Uh, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence heading the Jaguars. I think I saw. I got to double check on this, but I thought that he was maybe. Uh, Maybe a little questionable now, is that right? Did you see that? No, I did not. Let me let me double check on this because I think this is this is within the past few hours. Yeah, questionable. This really changes things. So Lawrence, five hours ago, uh, toe remained limited at practice Wednesday. Um, so he was limited on Wednesday. He's listed as questionable. It's possible that this is just a little bit of banter. That this is just them trying to suggest that uh maybe they're gonna get uh get a backup on the field there but more than likely lawrence is going to play in my opinion uh i I think this is probably just banter but still that could complicate things if he's got a little little toe injury a little pinky in the cleat you know might might get rubbed raw who knows who knows could be could be devastating for the jaguars playoff hopes i have to lean on the back of maurice jones drew um i think that they can uh I'm going to take a restroom break while you engage in the silliness. It's not. It's, I just have to update my roster from uh, the 2000, 2012 NFL roster. Jaguars' odds, though, are pretty steep. They are plus 5,000, just like the Giants, to win the Super Bowl, but they are plus 2,200 to win their conference. Do you like the the Jags here as a dark horse in the playoffs? Do you think Lawrence can, uh, you know, rip off the Band-Aid from his toe and become, uh, I don't even know who, the Trevor Lawrence, the pre-drafted Trevor Lawrence, Diamond Edition. What do you think? Um, you okay? No. no. Let's, let's start over. The playoff madness. No. What do you think? Uh yeah, the the Diamond Edition Trevor Lawrence is is quite remarkable. Uh, he's been playing a little bit too much Madden Ultimate Team, I guess, but I get it. To me, the 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 Jaguars have been 
really impressive on this run. They started off, yeah, to, to me, the Jaguars, this is not a prop, Super Bowl winning prop is one I want to touch at all. I, I think that, you know, getting one playoff win would be pretty cool for them. I think the, the opponent and the Chargers, I think they've been before in regular season, it's doable. It feel pretty good. Um, you get you get that win at home. It'd be exciting. They already won a game that was like kind of like a playoff game at home. But if they win this game, they're going up against the Chiefs afterwards, probably or, or the Bills. I just think it dies after that. I think I think one playoff win is the most they can get. But I mean, even one would, would be cool for them building into the future. Super Bowl, I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I'd love to see it, but it would take a lot. They have added some weapons here in Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram, um, some of the guys in the receiving corps here. Trayvon Walker. Yeah, there you go. Uh, both sides of the ball. They have added guys, and it has paid off. Lawrence has some great targets. Vastly, vastly improved quarterback play this year. Maybe it's the Urban Meyer effect, but uh, maybe some of it is just natural growth and actually building a competitive NFL team. So I don't um I don't think that it'd be a sportsbook donation to take them to win the conference or whatever, but it is it is certainly very very unlikely. Uh some teams I think have much better value up ahead. Let me get your take on this one. This one's a little more enigmatic. Igni- ign- mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to try to say it's that. It's an word. enigma. Enigma, okay. Uh, Seattle, Seattle Seahawks plus five thousand, just like the Jags Giants, to win the Super Bowl plus twenty eight hundred, just like the Giants to win their conference. Of course, the crazy thing here is they're doing this behind Geno Smith. How surprised are you at the Seahawks competing in the playoffs? And do you think that they can make a little run here? Absolutely not. I think they're going to get destroyed by the Forty Nineers Week One of the playoffs. Wildcard rounds. Um, to me, this is a worse pick than the the Jags. I mean, it might be. You're right. It might be. I mean, so I mean, they they barely, barely, and they were fortunate to escape from the clutches of the Los Angeles Rams and Baker Mayfield, this shell of a former Super Bowl team. They're super mm-hmm. lucky they made the playoffs because the Lions put on a show against the Packers and took it to them. Really, to me, I would love to see the Packers in the playoffs, or excuse me, the Lions in the playoffs, but we're stuck with the Seahawks because they got lucky. Um, this team has continued to descend um, for the past four or five weeks. Uh, if we're talking about the Seahawks, you know, that were red hot when Geno Smith was talking about, you know, potentially winning MVP. Pro Bowl quarterback Geno Smith. Yeah. When he was red hot and they were rolling, then I would maybe say something different, but they continue to descend and they're not playing well. And I just think, I think against the Niners, a team that's always beaten them and continues to beat them and beat them this season badly. I think Niners are going to dominate. I think the Seahawks runs ends right in the wildcard round. I, I don't see a way out for them. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. If they had an easier path, maybe um, they're pretty mediocre. I mean, from it, major props to Gino for what he's done this season and what he's accomplished becoming a pro bowl quarterback, that run that they were on was phenomenal. But like you said, I just think they're mediocre. I don't think they do anything really, really well enough, right? If you're the Giants, okay, you definitely don't have best quarterback play in the playoffs. You maybe don't even have top 10, but you have potentially the best run attack. Well, the, the Seahawks just don't have anything to hang 
their helmets on here. So, so, uh, I'm punting on that. Solve this for me. Okay. How do you win a playoff game when you're bottom three in rush defense? Yeah, that is, anybody, that is quite a... Anybody and everybody can run the ball on them. They just can't stop it. That's exactly what the Niners are going to do to them. I mean, I don't see you can be a playoff team when you can't stop the run. That's what's going to happen to you in the playoffs. Yeah, I can I can totally see see the logic behind that. Uh, we get to some more intrigue here. Baltimore at the beginning of the season, a lot of people like them. Division winner odds, a lot of people like them. Playoff odds, conference winner. Uh, now that they're in the playoffs, their odds might actually be longer now than they were at the beginning of the season. Plus 4,000 to win the bowl, and then plus... 1900 to win the AFC. Now, of course, Baltimore is being backed by uh, Huntley at this point still, right? Yeah, Lamar not ready to go. There's some stories about Ravens potentially losing patience with Lamar's injury, and, you know, it's it's hard to blame them, but at the same time, the guy's hurt. I mean, what do you want him to do? Pull up in a cast and throw the ball around stiff arm with a stiff arm? You know, I don't I don't know what they, they want there. But do you think the Ravens have any value there now that their odds have gotten longer? If you can maybe sneak through a game with Huntley and, and pray to get Lamar back? I mean, it's it's all about Lamar. Everyone knows that, but the Ravens have scored 17 or less points in seven of their last eight games. Yep. I mean, they just cannot move the ball. They cannot put points on the board. With any quarterback that is not Lamar Jackson and just showcases how important he is to the team. The it seems like the team and Lamar are at odds. And I think it is a serious injury. I don't think that he's like playing this up or, you know, pl- playing hi- you know, hide away from the Ravens. So, you know, to, to force the contract and not get hurt. I mean, I know he's not going to completely sacrifice himself out there and go up there. He's not hundred percent, but I do think it's a serious injury. And with all that considered, I don't know if we see, see him in the playoffs, even if they do somehow uh, upset the Bengals. So, to me, the Ravens winning Super Bowl, long, long, long shot. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to punt on that too. You could you could say maybe they pull something off, and then Lamar gets uh, whatever injection they gave Giannis the Bucks championship year and comes back and and you know who knows what. But I I don't see it. That's too too uh, too long of a shot for me. But uh, I could certainly see the logic. I think we start to uh, come back to mis- to mostly sane territory here i think we're leaving the nfl psych ward vikings plus three thousand to win the super bowl the rushing attack has been good kirk cousins has played at a high level defense has been solid for the first time in what feels like forever overthrows green bay and grabs that division crown with relative ease vikings look uh look like they've turned a new leaf and are ready to uh, do some playoff damage. They've always been sniffing around, but could this really be the year? I mean, you already said it. Justin Jefferson should probably be the offensive player of the year. Do they have enough between him and Cousins to uh, to get this thing done to make that plus three thousand worthwhile? I, uh, you know, I picked the Vikings winning division before season started, and I was I was I was high on them for a while, and I still believe they're a good team. But this is not this is not how I envisioned thirteen and four looking with some of the most unbelievable and sometimes record breaking mm-hmm. wins 
True. And just, just they've won games by very narrow margins in the most unbelievable fashion. And they've also lost games to complete blowout. Yeah. This team seems so fragile. It seems like they wake up on the wrong side of the bed and they lose by fucking 30 points. Sure. I mean, so I can't trust this team at all. I think they're lacking in a lot of ways. I think Justin Jefferson is amazing and, and you know, really, really adds rocket power and jet fuel to their offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's incredible. But this defense to me isn't very impressive. And like I said, they could just get blown out by the Giants, I think, or, or really any team on any given day. So I just don't think they can last an entire Super Bowl run. Even if they have an impressive game against the Giants and make it out of that, they'll probably lose the next round. The Vikings are are on a team right now that I believe can can hoist the Lombardi. Um, I'm gonna push back just a little bit. I don't know about winning the Super Bowl itself, but really all the Vikings have to do is beat the NFC East, and they're in. That's the best division in football. <laughs> clearly, clearly, from the least to the best. But that's it. Plus twelve hundred. Really, really great value on that. So you beat New York. And then you've got the Eagles and the Cowboys staring you down, essentially. You know, uh, that's assuming a little bit, but that's what it is. And then the 49ers, of course, are going to be a tough out. But uh, between those three teams, whoever they match up with, I don't know that this is impossible. I don't know that there's anyone in the NFC that really outclasses them. I mean, we could see Brock Purdy absolutely fall apart the playoff pressure and all of us kind of like Homer Simpson into the bushes and go, you know, I never, never uh, held a seventh round quarterback on a, on a pedestal since Brady, you know, Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I I think that that's not the hardest path that you could imagine. So I like the Vikings plus 1200. That is a pretty good value play in my eyes. You're going to need a lot more luck than you already have gotten. And I just don't, I don't see that happening. I, th- I think the Vikings are very fortunate to win a lot of these games, and I think that at one point or another, it's going to run out, it's or gonna they're going to they're gonna have a bad game, and they're going to get squashed eventually. We'll see. Not that uh, I want that to happen, but... Surprisingly short odds here. Tampa Bay plus 2,800 to make it to the Super Bowl, plus 1,100 to win that NFC East. In my mind, I would much rather have the Vikings than the Bucks. I think they might even... We'll talk about this in a minute, but... I think they might be ready for a first-round exit. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think uh, TB12 is making it that far. What do you make of the uh, the Buccaneers' odds? Yeah, we'll, we'll break down the, the Cowboys-Buccaneers game later. Um, even the Buccaneers win the, the first round, I don't think it means too much. I think, you know, the only reason that the Buccaneers had that great game against the Panthers is because the Panthers didn't have one in the secondary. J.C. Horn was hurt. And Mike Evans goes for three touchdowns and 200 yards. And everyone says, oh, Tampa, you know, they figured it out. You know, that Mike Evans' Brady connection is there and solidified. I don't know. I still think this team uh, has a lot of issues. I still don't think everyone is aligned on offense. Uh, I just, I don't believe this team can make a deep run, even with the Brady at quarterback. I know it's playoff time and all that good stuff, but I think there's way better teams. I think they'll fall eventually, even if they make out of the first round. I'm not seeing a Tampa Bay Super Bowl here. Yeah, um, me neither on this. I I don't see that in the uh, the works. You've got the Chargers up next. Their odds are also pretty short as we get into this uh, near top five. 
2200 to hoist the trophy plus 1100 to win their conference i don't really like that matchup against the jags i think it could end there even if it doesn't it's gonna be a really hard sell uh that the chargers are going to dethrone the the chiefs or the bills here i just don't uh I just don't see it. So, my only my, what are the odds again for the Chargers? They're plus eleven hundred to win that AFC, and they're plus twenty two hundred to win the whole dang thing. Yeah, I mean, so if I was gonna play anything, I'd probably play uh, the AFC winner. My path for the Chargers um, is only viable to me because I think if they play against the Chiefs, they've always played Kansas City very close and always had a chance to win. And a Mahomes versus Herbert era. It's always been Herbert and Mahomes dueling back and forth, and they've played them well. Um, you know, they're division rivals. They play twice a year. So I feel like if there was going to be some crazy upset, you know, during the playoffs where, you know, where a team goes way farther than they projected to, it could be the Chargers if they win this game and they go on to play Kansas City. I think there's real upset potential there. And so that's, that's the only reason. I think if they get a Super Bowl, they lose. But I think there is a slim chance they make it out of the conference because they get the role and they get to play the Chiefs and maybe make the upset there. I just think the the discrepancy here is just way too too noticeable. I mean, this is this is a huge gap. The Jags, they have about the same path, right? The Jags are plus 2200 to win their conference and the Chargers are plus 1100 to win the same conference, same path and they have to play each other. That game is not a huge spread. Jacksonville is at home. And the Chargers are a wildcard team, so they're very rarely going to have home field advantage. When when are we going to look at this and say Jacksonville should have similar odds? I mean, if you want to take, take a non-Buffalo or Kansas City team, I'm going to need much better odds than, than plus 1,100. Well, I, I just don't know. Let, I mean, me, ask, let me ask you this. Okay, go ahead. Ask me this. So, where wins this game between the the Jaguars and Chargers is likely to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Knowing all the numbers, statistics, knowing the track record between the three teams when they play each other. Sure. You put your life on it. Mm-hmm. You got to pick one team to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You're taking the Chargers or Jacksonville. Do you yeah, have to I think mean, about it? I mean, I see Jacksonville. Jacksonville has no chance against the Chiefs the way they match up. The Chargers have a chance because of the rivalry and how close they play each other. There, there is a legitimate chance with, with the matchup. I'm, I'm telling you, there's no way Jaguars are going into Kansas City in Arrowhead and being the Chiefs. That line is going to be like 15, 16 I, points. I see your point, but first the Chargers have to win a road game against Jacksonville, a game that they could very, very easily lose. They're favored. By how many points? Three? Two. Two points. See? So they're still favored. Yeah. So they tell me they're more, uh, likely, they're more likely to win the game. And then after that, who's more likely to win the pwn afterwards? Yeah, to I me, mean, it's the Chargers. I don't know. We'll move on for now. We'll circle back. Dallas, we'll get into the three-digit area, plus 1,300 for the Super Bowl and just plus 550 to win the North. Do you like the odds on uh, Big D? No, I just uh, – Dallas could win this game against the Buccaneers. I, I can see it. Um, but Or history could repeat itself. But I mean, to me, they've they've constantly descended uh, throughout the season. Their defense is not playing like it was in September and October. Dak Prescott is turning the ball over way too much, which you just can't do in the playoffs. 
I mean, they have a lot of talent. You know, Micah Parsons and Pollard and Lamb, these guys are, are great. But, I mean, just the Cowboys, I mean, it's the same song and dance, right? We hype them up, and at some point they disappoint us in the playoffs. I mean, I just don't know how you can take the, the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. I and mean, we keep hearing, hearing this year every year, and we get hyped up about them. But it seems like the same old story, and Dak isn't playing well right now. I just I can't buy into a team with, when their quarterback is turning the ball over at the clip he is. Yeah, I, I can totally side with you on this one. I think, uh, I don't want to say it. I really don't want to say it because it's not, I know objectively I'm probably a little off the mark, but I think they might be the worst NFC East team in the playoffs right now. I know that's Maybe. probably, Maybe. There's, a, there's a chance I'm not 100% wrong. And that's the scary thing if you're a, you're a, a Jerry fan. Bengals plus 800 to repeat and win this time. Plus 420 to win their conference yet again and repeat as AFC champions. The odds are pretty short here, but I don't mind them. I think this is a dangerous team, and Joe Burrow is special. Do you uh, do you find some value here on either? Yeah, I mean, so this is this is my this is my pick. Okay. As, as far as you know, if I'm gonna bet a several winner, if I'm gonna advise anyone to bet a several winner. I think the Bengals provide good value. Okay. I think the Bengals have a good shot of winning a Super Bowl. Um, when you look at how this team performs in clutch situations, you know the way Joe Burrow's been playing, the motivation to get back and win at this time, and also the Bengals being zero and three, or excuse me, the Bengals being three and zero against the Chiefs in the Joe Burrow era. Yeah. Is pretty important. I mean, we saw it, they did it again. This this season and the regular regular season this year, they beat him again, and so it just seems like they have their number, in a way. And so you know, if it comes down to the Chiefs versus Bengals, they might make it out. Or if they're back in Super Bowl, who knows? Plus plus seven fifty to me seems like good value. I think the Bengals are a team that continue to roll and ascend. I think a good chance of of, of winning Super Bowl. Yeah, I can uh, I can get behind that. I think I can get behind that. I think they might be. My dark horse pick to come out of the AFC, but is it really a dark horse at this point? Um, we move on to the Eagles, plus 550, pretty short odds on the Super Bowl comparatively, and they are plus 175 to win the East. What do you make of Philly? The East? Yeah. They're one of the, the East, NFC, bro. No, the NFC. What episode are we on? The NFC playoffs is just the NFC East at this point. Oh, okay, I understand. It, it is minus no. minus you know, one team that Washington team, whoever, whatever it's a, they're it's called. A, yeah, the the waste management company. The the major tuddies. Mm, got them. Uh, yeah, no, I I misspoke. It's a, it's a gaff. It's okay. Goalpost gaffing community. Um, what do you make of the Eagles? Reel it in. I think the Eagles are a team. I I just. I can't bet bet on them to win, um, but I, I can I can see it. I think it's going to come down to Niners and Eagles, kind of what people expect. I I, I feel better about the Niners um, winning Super Bowl. I think the Eagles defense has shown some weakness. Uh, in fact, they let Dallas score forty points on them yeah. towards the end of the year. I just think the Niners have way better defense and better team overall than the Eagles. Although their offense is just so dominant, if they can get control of the game, that's when they're really special. Um, but to me, they're they're my second favorite to come out of the NFC. Niners number one, but I wouldn't put any money on the Eagles. They could certainly, very very possibly win the Super Bowl. I can I can totally see it. Um, just wouldn't put any money on it. 
Yeah, I don't think there's enough value. Plus 175 is not enough to tempt me on no, this one. No, Especially when I've got my value play, the Vikings. If they match up, I could see the Vikings going in and uh, winning that. Um, I could see San Francisco. I mean, even the uncertainty with Tampa Bay. If Tom Brady transcends and goes back to playoff Tom and starts wrecking shit, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I've got about five teams in the East that... In the NFC that uh, could beat the Eagles, I think. So I, I got to leave that one alone. One of those teams, though, of course, is San Francisco. Rookie quarterback, are they sticking with him? Is uh, What's the news on uh, Garoppolo? Garoppolo, I mean, who knows what he's doing. Now. Is he still hurt, or are he's, they just kind of He's probably like, rising up more girls at NBA games. And let's go. Cheerleaders. And, That's you know, my doing, idol. Doing his thing, yeah. What uh? I mean, there's there's no news about Jimmy G or quarterback situation. I mean, the Niners are just focused on the playoffs right now. They're trying to get through it. It's pretty through and through. It's it's pretty through and through. We're not getting anyone else, and uh, he's played well. This Niners team is just so darn good from from really every position. It's a rude and tune good time. It is. It um, is. the Niners are my pick to win a Super Bowl. Um, if we're mm. talking about talking about outright, I think Bengals have the most most value. I, I'd like. But I, I like if we're talking about you gotta pick a team or else you die to win the Super Bowl. I like I like the Niners. I think they had the best team. I think they dominate line scrimmage to both sides. Um, what 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 are the odds again? Plus five hundred on DraftKings to win the Super Bowl, and then plus one seventy five to win the conference. One eighty to win the conference. Yeah, it's not bad. I I wouldn't mind throwing in some on the plus five hundred, some Bengals, some some Niners. I yeah. like it. I mean, that's that's really decent value for a team that I think should certainly be in the conversation. I'm surprised that the I'm surprised that the gap between the Eagles and Niners. Yeah, I really only am. 50, 50 points. That's crazy. The Super Bowl? Yeah. Hmm. And then five for the NFC. Um, on to the Bills, plus 400 to win the Super Bowl, and then plus 200 to win the conference. I got a lot of value there in the AFC. I don't think that uh, you're going to get a challenge from the Jaguars, Dolphins, Ravens, Chargers. Um, so really, Bills versus Bengals or Chiefs. And I like the Bills. They have a lot of momentum behind them. They're the most unified they've been this year. And I think that they're playing some damn good football. Josh Allen is the man. I think uh, Buffalo comes out of the AFC. It's, it's very possible. I think I think I want to stay away from Buffalo a little bit. I think it's kind of between... In my mind, the the Bengals and Chiefs, as far as betting goes, but obviously the Bills, maybe they flip a switch, maybe, maybe they're they're so unified right now that they fly through the playoffs. They're certainly one of the elite teams, one of the elite quarterbacks. I mean, I I agree, I agree, but uh, I like them. I like them. I think that if we watch this happen, we would not be shocked. It almost feels like Josh Allen won a Super Bowl. I don't know where, maybe in like little pocket of the COVID season, but it feels like Allen has already won a Super Bowl, and it would not be strange for me to see him get uh, get his first. Chiefs have the shortest odds here, plus 350 to win the Super Bowl, and they are plus 170 to win their conference. Like I said, I like the Bills better uh, on both, both uh, accounts. What are you doing with the the Chiefs here? Of course, Mahomes is a transcendent talent, a winner, if you will. But there you go. Do you really you really believe it? They looked ragged at some points. I think I think the Chiefs are probably 
um, the rightful favorites right now. Uh, Mahomes is going to win MVP. He's played amazing. Uh, I think I think they've shown some weakness, but I think I think they've shortened up a lot of the problems they've had. Um, I can definitely see the, the Chiefs winning Super Bowl. To me, I think I, I'd rank them Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills because that matchup. I think the Bengals have a good chance of being Chiefs. I think Bang- I put the Bengals above the Bills right now. I think Josh Allen has fallen a little bit under under Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen has turned the ball over too much. I don't think he's played at the same level as Mahomes as far as commanding offense and accuracy. Don't get me wrong, Josh Allen's still one of the best, but to me, Mahomes is a little bit higher than him. So I just, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen with the Bills. They may come out and they may look like the best team ever and they might look like how we projected them to look like, you know, week zero. Mm-hmm. But I could also see them playing more of kind of the same and just not being as dominant as we expect them to be. I mean, that Patriots game, they really needed two kickoff returns for a touchdown to beat they the did. Patriots. Um, that game was there for the Patriots to win. The Buffalo Bills did not command the game on offense. So the, the narrative on that was crazy. I was watching some of the games, and of course, uh, the other games, they would pop in, and they would show, well, guys, another touchdown for Buffalo, second kick return, and I'm watching, and that's all they're they're showing is all of the touchdowns, how many touchdowns Josh Allen has suddenly, the second kick return, the first kick return, the defensive stops. They keep cutting away to this, and as I'm looking at it, I'm like, Oh, they're killing them. They're killing them just because the optics of what I'm seeing. But then I look in the corner and I see the score. Like, wait a minute. The Patriots score twice? The Patriots are within striking distance? Like, I, th- I thought they were burying them. I thought this was like a 10-touchdown day. Uh, so, yeah, I-, I see your point that, there. But I think in the playoffs, they are the most dangerous. That live line, when that kickoff return touchdown just skyrocketed to oh, 17 yeah. half points. Grab it. I was like, oh, here, here we go. It's going to be... And it it. Just, it, they never really separated themselves that much. So. We'll do it live. Um, let's go ahead and break out into some of these games. I mean, we've already talked about them a little bit. Uh, now we've got to go against the spreads here. Uh, there's some where it's very obvious who's winning. But, I mean, when you get to the, the point of near double digits or double digits in a playoff game, sometimes you've got to take the points. Is that what you want to do with the Seahawks? Our first game on January 14th, our Saturday midday NFL wild card game that no one will watch. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> they they put this game first for a reason. They did. They I did. I mean, you know, a lot of people are gonna be pre gaming for their parties on Saturday night. Maybe maybe still out in about uh, four thirty start time Eastern. Yeah, I just I think it'll be an ugly game. Uh, I think that the Niners will will, will kind of do the same thing they did against the Seahawks early in the regular season. I don't think much has changed. Um, I think they will run the ball. They'll control the game. I think Geno Smith and Seahawks will struggle to get anything going on offense. I like the under 43 points in this game. Um, yeah. If I had to pick a spread, I take uh, the Niners uh, minus nine and a half. They're minus nine and a half. I think they can, I think they can get there, but uh, my my best bet in this game is going to be the under 43 points. And I mean, just just like I said earlier, just the Seahawks' inability to stop the run. That's not something that can be fixed within a week, mm. you know, right? Like you have to, that's something you have to, to build upon during the season and establish that, that toughness and, and you know, n- you're not being able to, to give up those creases and those big, those big runs. But the Seahawks have, and they've never corrected it, and that's what the 49ers do best. So, I mean, do you see any way that Seahawks can win this matchup? I, because I can't. Yeah, I, I love this season for Geno Smith. I love it for Pete Carroll. 
moving on from Russell Wilson, I think this was exactly the kind of season that Seahawks fans would have hoped for. You have a positive record. You make the playoffs. And are getting a good draft pick on top of and it all. And a good draft pick. This, I think, was the, the perfect season for them, coming from the place that they came from. But I think it ends here. And I think it's going to be ugly. In terms of the under-over, you might jack this one up, tease it a little bit, try to get it closer to 50, add on uh, some points here, try to get it closer to 45 maybe at least. But that's really a question of how many points do you think the Niners are going to score? Because the Seahawks are not going to move the ball against this Niners defense. They are, they are super stingy. They are super tough. I don't see any way that Seattle makes scoring uh, happen in this game. So San Francisco, I could see this one ending 24 to 10, 24 to 7, or 24 to 6, 24 to 13. Um, and I think that they should cover by 10 or more points. That is, that is, uh, I don't want to lock that one up. Let's lock it up. Can we lock it up? Wait, what are we locking up? Uh, San Francisco, minus nine and a half. Okay. Lock it up. All right. Other games that we have on our radar. That Saturday night game, Chargers and Jaguars. We've already mentioned this one a little bit. Lawrence versus Herbert. Of course, you've got a little bit of a question mark with Lawrence with that toe injury. Uh, quote-unquote injury. We'll see if that comes to fruition or not. This one is minus two for the Chargers. They're going to lay two points on the road, taking on the division-winning Jaguars. Who do you like in this one? you want to take the two points or take the money line with the Jags, or are you riding with Herbert and the L.A. Chargers? Yeah, I mean, I took the Chargers on the money line. This was this was a pick em. I mean, so now... It was. Now the money line's closer to, to minus 130, but I honestly don't know if, if, how close this game is going to be yet. So I would either play Chargers money line or else I wouldn't recommend anything else. Uh, I think Chargers going to win this game. I feel pretty confident about that. I'm sure that after the game, weeks later or whatever during the offseason, we hear that Trevor Lawrence's foot was actually way, way, way worse than we, than we ever knew, and he was such a tough guy, and it was a miracle he even played, and no one should have expected him to win, just like we've seen this stuff happen with Brady. But, I mean, he's going to play this game. How much is this going to affect him? I don't know. I like the Chargers. Mike Williams should play. All indications seem that way. Um, Comes out a, a week later that he actually put on an old Urban Meyer sock in the locker room and he didn't realize it. Yeah, no, that's... that's an Urban that Meyer could keep sock. guys out for weeks. Could keep guys out for weeks. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I know that there's a lot of uncertainty with Jacksonville. But this is so big. I mean, if you watched the game and saw the atmosphere in their final win over the Titans to make these playoffs, I just think they've got too much momentum. The Chargers have not proven enough to me for me to take them. They might do it this game. They might prove it to me this game, and I'll take the L like a champ, and I'll, I'll drink my coffee from my official goalpost gambling mug, and I'll say you were right. But for now... I'm going to roll with the Jags plus two. I'm even going to tease that up to three and a half. I'm going to take them with a little field goal cushion here. See if some of these points can't help us out. But I kind of expect the Jags to win straight up. I think Lawrence outduels Herbert. Not to say that he's better, but I think he outduels him on this day. And uh, we see the Jags advance. All right. I'm going to give you three reasons the Chargers are going to win. Okay. Three reasons. Real, real quick. Number one. The the Jaguars 
struggled mightily against the Titans in the second half. Mm. Trevor Lawrence missed the mo- most wide-open touchdown in NFL history and missed way, way more throws after that. And the Jaguars were really fortunate to get a Scooban score to win that game. That was basically a playoff game, also at home. I was very impressed with that. I think Herbert is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence, obviously. And then number three, I think that the Jaguars don't have any playmakers, you know, uh, in their secondary like the the, the Chargers did, with, at least with Derwin James. I think Jaguars' secondary is, is really, really bad, and Herbert will be able to do whatever he wants um, against the secondary. I think things have changed a lot more since. Oh, I think changed, things have changed a lot since week three when we did see the Jaguars beat the Chargers. And, and so to me, all the data points, everything I, I can look at points to the Chargers winning this game. I think the better quarterback, the weakness in the Jaguars secondary, and what we saw against the Titans in a big spot. I'm just I'm fading the Jaguars here. I, I like the Chargers. Yeah. Dolphins and Bills. This one is this one jumped. Like you said, I really don't know who was maybe to his doctor was making the lines. I, I don't know. I don't know. But that jump from like nine to thirteen, like who thought that he was actually playing? Right. Like it's, it feels I feel very bad uh for the people that were like, I'm gonna cash in on this nine points oof. and then he's gonna come back and play and it's gonna go down to four. Like I I'd hate to be that guy. But uh yeah, we're up to thirteen points now. It's getting a little silly. Like you said, the um Bills struggle just a little bit with the shell of the New England Patriots. I don't know that I can lay 13 points with them in a playoff game. Now, on the other side, it is against Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins' putrid offense and unremarkable defense. So, yeah, maybe this game ends 14-0. I don't know. It felt like in that Jets game, it felt like a literal miracle. It felt like arena football shit. It felt like improbable that they wouldn't make it down the field and then, oh, well, we're 60 yards out. Maybe we can kick a field goal and get some points. Like, this was unheard of, that, like, getting points would be super hard. It felt like a high school game uh, if they had kickers. I don't know. I, I could see this going either way. My gut tells me not to lay 13. But, I mean, is there any hope for the Dolphins? What, what do you want to do here? Uh, this is a game I'm staying away from. It's one of the few games I'm not... Uh... Yeah, I'm okay feeling like an idiot if I if I don't bet this and Buffalo wins forty nothing. Yeah, to me this is a stay away game, especially after what has happened to this line as we talked about. If you're gonna play this game, I think you you took the buff Buffalo nine and a half at this point. I don't know if it's worth it. I mean thirteen and a half points is a lot for a playoff game when the objective is take care of the football when using the clock and and, and you get out of the game healthy. And make sure to secure the win. They're not. I don't think they're going to run up the score necessarily. I mean, I, I just thirteen and a half is so many points, and the Bills, you know, for a while just haven't pulled away from any team. Even though it's Skylar Thompson, I just I don't know how many points the Bills are actually going to score in this game. They might work to shorten this game. So I just over under minus thirteen plus thirteen and a half. All of it seems so uncertain. Maybe the Bills win sixty to zero, and it seems silly, but. I just don't think there's really any sharp play no. in this game. What you could do is you could uh, tease it down to nine and a half, minus nine and a half for the Bills, and parlay that with the minus nine and a half of uh, San Francisco. Try to get both teams by uh, double digits, see if they can each win by ten. That might might be a little bit of value uh, there. Uh, we can move on though. I think we're in agreement on that. New York and Minnesota. New York on the road. They're getting three. 
Vikings laying that at home. Uh, we talked about them being a little bit of a dark horse, but also the Giants having some potential here. Which way are you going, and do you think the three points is enough? Um, in this game, I would lean towards the Giants plus three. Really? I think it's going to be a close game. You know, I'd lean towards the Vikings winning, but if you're going to play a spread, I'd play plus three of the Giants. Maybe you can tease it up a little bit and still get some good value. Uh, my play for this game will be under um, my personal parlay. I took up the 55. Sure. I think if you can get into the 50 range, I think it's too many points for a Giants game. I think I think both teams will run the ball a lot. I think we'll see some defense in this game. Uh, just sitting at 48.5 just seems a little bit too high. Um, so I think you could take the 40 and a half or you could tease it, tease it up and then take the under. Um, so I'm looking to play the under this game, the spread, if I had to take it, I take the, the, the giants, um, again, the giants, uh, you know, I guess there, there's this kind of lingering thought, right. About, you know, oh, they damaged Jones, a quarterback, but I mean, can you count them out at this point? Yeah, I, I really could see this one going either way. I think I'll agree and disagree with you. I think maybe it's just being at home. I'll take uh I'll take the Vikings minus three. Uh, maybe the Vikings money line is really the play here. Uh, I'm gonna predict them to pull this one out, just because of how resilient I've seen them be this season, how they've come back from almost the impossible. Uh, I'll I'll give them the slight edge here, but I wouldn't be surprised either way this swings. This and the Jacksonville game I I feel like could really go either way. I do love the under over though. The thing you have to realize is both teams could score on almost every drive or almost every other drive, right? And because of the pace they both play at, we could still go under. Because of how methodical each team is, pounding the ball away, hitting short completions, looking for the big big uh, receptions of Jefferson down the field eventually. Because of all the work it takes to set that up and how the Giants use Saquon, both teams could score on most drives and still go under that 50 mark. I could see this one 24, 27, 20, 26. Uh, but I, I think we do go under 50. If you want to add a few more points for the value, that's a, that's a pretty solid play in my mind. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Don't, don't even look at me. Cause I, I've got to actually, uh, let me see. <laughs> I've got to uh, lock this one up. There's, there's no way, no way on God's green earth that Huntley and the Ravens come into Cincinnati and beat up on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Now, the spread is 8.5. The Bengals are laying 8.5, and, and I could care less. This is one that they should win wholeheartedly. You could tease this down to 6.5 if you want to win by a touchdown, but I think the Bengals are going to absolutely make a statement. They had a lot of doubters at the beginning of the season. They've made a statement. I think they're going to continue making that statement here and they're going to win big time and show they are looking to repeat. Yeah, I'm 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 in love with the Bengals. Um eight and a half is a little bit surprising to me, knowing that I mean we can stop fooling around with it. I mean they'll make an official announcement, but Lamar isn't gonna play. No. Har Harbaugh is even talking about Lamar. He's not with the team. Uh he's not gonna be out there. And the the Bengals have constantly been disrespected by the books. I don't know why. Um, the last 10 games, they're 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread. They've been crushing it. They kind mm -hmm. of fooled around with the Ravens last well, last, uh, last game of the season. 
last week, I think I think this this week they blow out of the water. They make a statement at home, and I'm 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 with you. I just I just don't think the Ravens can score. I mean, it's not like they have this elite defense. The Bengals are going to get theirs eventually, and I don't think the Ravens can match them. So, so to me, this is a question of do you believe the Bengals can put more than two touchdowns on the board on Sunday night? Absolutely. 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 Or not Sunday night. This is still Saturday, isn't it? No, it's Sunday. No, this is Sunday. This is Sunday. Our our two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the Sunday games. Yeah, I think they can. If you think that the Bengals can get to 21 points, you've won by double digits. That's that's what I believe. Now, I could be wrong, but I'd eat the Urban Meyer sock first. I mean, so to me... You, I mean the the Ravens eight and a half points is almost unplayable when you yeah. have when you have the minus forty and forty and a half. Sure. Because if you if you think that the Ravens are not going to win by or the Ravens aren't going to lose by more than eight and a half points, then the Bengals haven't scored enough yeah. to, to, enough to go over. So might as well just take the under if that's if that's what you're thinking. But if they win or they they cover, it's because that the game has been low scoring. That is an excellent point. This is why he's big money. That's me. <laughs> Last game, Monday night, the 16th, Cowboys and Buccaneers. This is a very interesting one. History is on the side of Tampa Bay. History is very, very against the Cowboys here. But Cowboys are favored. They're only favored by two and a half, though. And this has been a Buccaneers team that, like we've talked about, has been rife with confusion the connection between mike mike uh 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 Allstott. evans Allstott. <laughs> between mike evans and tom brady just was not there in a lot of games this year the run game looks pretty bad brady's throwing it brady's throwing the ball as many times as he is years old he'll throw for like 40 45 attempts per game and it's just you know it's resulted in him throwing a lot more picks than we're used to seeing, a lot of drives stalling out, uh, and that defense has not helped them at all. I just really, I really can't see, even at home, I can't see them winning with plus two and a half or winning at all. This one to me is all Dallas. Now I know that's going against a lot of trends, but I think Dallas gets over the hump here and uh, makes it look easy. If anything, if anything, I'm going to say this, the best bet for this game, in my opinion, is Dallas first half. Dallas first half is what we gotta we gotta check that Dallas first half spread because I think no matter what they're gonna be up big at halftime and then maybe they fall apart maybe maybe we see that uh, I'm gonna pull this up because I gotta find this out yeah Dallas minus one and a half first half uh, even if they lose this one and it sucks and Cowboys fans are crying and Skip Bayless is you know uh, tweeting tweeting hate speech. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Dallas is up big in the first half. Either way, what do you think? Yeah, so I mean, I I don't really have much belief in either of these teams that are going to make a big playoff run. Um, to me, Dallas just continues to play worse and worse. I'm losing faith in them. Their defense is getting worse. Um, Dak Prescott can't stop turning the ball over. I don't think this is going to be a very good game. Um, I don't think it's going to be going to be very high scoring. I think the under forty five and a half. Is certainly in play. I like the Buccaneers. I like them plus three. I like them plus three and a half. I wouldn't play at two and a half. I know it's gone bet down to that um, with 104, 105 juice, but T's up to, to 
plus three, plus three and a half, a little, little bit more juice. I like the Buccaneers. Um, Boo. It's not to say that I think that Brady's back and they're they're gonna kill him and it, you know they're going to Super Bowl. I'm down on both of these teams, but I think the Buccaneers are better at home. Uh, I know this is eons ago. Last time Dak Prescott played against the Buccaneers, they scored three points. Uh, so I think I think he does have a little bit of trouble with the Buccaneers defense, and uh, I think that this is gonna be a, a grindy game. Neither team is gonna pop off off offensively, but I'm very concerned about the Cowboys' offense and the way they've been trending uh, more so than I am the Buccaneers. So I think the Buccaneers are going to find a way to at least cover the three points or win on the three points here, three and a half. So that's where I'm going going with it. Well, uh, we'll see what uh, what transpires here. Um, but that is that is our picks. Those are our picks for every game. little team playoff preview. We've got it all wrapped up. We gotta sign off though. We gotta start getting some of these bets in before we find out that Lamar Jackson is actually not playing. Before we find out Mark Bolger is not actually taking the field and the lines go crazy. You know, we don't we don't wanna get caught sleeping. That uh uh I'll be I'll be worried about humanity. If, if Lamar Jackson's announced officially out and his line goes from eight and a half to like twelve I'll actually be worried about like humanity. I have to get my my Jags pick in before they officially rule Paul Plazesny out. I if you what is this weird reoccurring Jaguars <laughs> 2010 team joke? It's because You're they stuck deserved on, on it. Paul Plazesny and, they and Reese Jones Drew. They were good Madden. They were good in like Madden 11. I traded for them in franchise mode. I traded for all of them. I just put the Jags on on. New Orleans. He thought he was Shad Khan. I was. I was him in Madden 11. That's my life. I was him, but only in Madden 11. <laughs> what was your high point? My high point? Yeah, in life. In life? Yeah. Mine was in Madden 2011. Oh, well, it probably wasn't in Madden. <laughs> it probably was. It was when you got the, the Thanksgiving Day, the, the, the Thanksgiving Day uh, Barry Sanders card. I didn't actually Madden get that card. Team. I wanted that card. See, that would that have card. been that. That yeah. would have been the highlight. What would you say? I mean, it doesn't com- it doesn't compare to completing a sixty yard pass to Mercedes Lewis mm. and Madden Madden eleven. But uh, you know, starting a goalpost gambling podcast was the most yep uh, the best thing that's ever happened to me in life. Clearly, you know, now and you're we're making people so much money with these picks. We are actually uh, this is kind of not not uh, not false. We have been on fire with our college basketball picks. The college football picks also did pretty good during bowl season. Our last week with the unders that we played, very, very solid in the NFL. This week, uh, I think we're hoping for a similar result. Start up our basketball podcast for NBA and NCAA. Start covering some basketball. Of course, all the picks and all the information that we're putting out is free to the goalpost gambling community nothing you got to do to get these picks and we are cashing these picks they're not bad they're not bad they're not bespoke uh they don't come with a soundtrack but they're uh they're making some money i know we, we gotta make the picks into nfts they, they don't come with any beard oil or, or nft content but 
not, spirit not, oil. Not yet. Not yet. Well, they're not bespoke. Oh, okay. You know, we'll we'll do it though. We'll send them out in a little box with some beard oil and like useless body care stuff and like a small sharp blade. And then thing was my minus eight and a half. <laughs> One piece of paper. Just, you know, uh, there it is. The pick is in. Yeah, no. We uh we're we're getting these picks out there. They all are free to you guys via the podcast or our Twitter page follow. Goalpost gambling podcast on Twitter. No O in post. That's goalpost gambling on Twitter. We are gonna sign off for the night. Any last words, big money? Uh you know, just stop spending so much time on TikTok. Mm, well said. But I, I I'm on TikTok. That's where I get all my picks. The only TikTok you should follow is the official GoPost Gambling TikTok, which hasn't been made yet, but... It, it actually it never will be. Who knows? I make, make one. <laughs> <laughs>